I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Basketball Addicts Podcast and today we have a really good one. Chris is not going to be with us today because we had a little bit of a scheduling issue. We, you know, it's it's a really crazy time and Thursday is the NBA draft. So today we're going to give you the second round of the mock draft. We're going to go 31 through 58. You know, there's a lot of really good players in the second round. There's a lot of good role players in this draft. So I'm really excited to give you guys this, these picks and breakdowns and all this type of stuff. And yeah, we're going to get this done and out of the way so that we can all be excited for the NBA draft, which we're going to be live streaming reactions to on YouTube. We'll be dropping links for that for um, Instagram and TikTok so you guys can know where our YouTube is and how to get there most uh, effectively. So it's going to be a lot of fun. All right. Well, we're going to start off with the mark draft. No reason to beat around the bush to say number 31, first pick in the second round is Harrison Ingram, six foot seven, seven foot small forward from Stanford. Shoots 31% from the three point line. Really good pick and roll operator. Really understands how to break down a defense, all those type of things. Not an elite athlete, not even a really good athlete, but. What his role is going to be is that team doesn't really have a ton of good passers on the team. You know what I mean? And having a guy off the bench that can be a connective player to their scoring guys to make good passes, to make everything else easier for everybody else, there is a open spot for that kind of guy on their bench. And he is that guy. He has high basketball IQ. Uh, he's not going to really ever be a great defender or a bucket getter, but a connective piece on a good team. Um, as long as he is on a team that has a role for him, he'll be in the league. Um, you know, and that's that's him, Harrison Ingram, Stanford, small forward. All right. Number thirty two, we're gonna go ahead and drop Ismail draft Ismail Kamagate. He is from France. On our big board, he is number one second, Ismail Kamagate, 38 on our big board. He is a really good center man, really good shot blocker at the rim. Six foot eleven from France, 21 years old, um, rebounds well, is going to be a lob threat. Not highly skilled, but, you know, offensively, he's always going to be able to set screens and be a rebounder, be an athlete at the rim uh, with lobs. And also, defensively, has some switching potential where he does have smooth hips and can grow into a center that can switch. Um, that there is upside of that there. And having him with Mo Bamba, having two guys that can really just be volleyball at the rim and just smack the ball out of there, be um, inside paint presences, is a really good one-two punch. So 
I would draft Ismol to have some congruency there from shot blockers at the rim if you're going to have Bomba as your center long term. All right. Number 33, we got um, Toronto Raptors. First pick in the draft for them because they didn't have a first round draft pick. And then we're going to go with the 30th guy on our big board, six foot four, Jaden Hardy. He's from the G League. Um, he's about 19. He makes every shot that he takes is a tough shot. He's a tough shot taker, tough shot creator, six foot four. Um, not a great athlete, so he's a good and above average athlete. Nothing special athletically. Shoots 30% from the three-point line, 70% from the free-throw line. Um, you know, he reminds me a lot of Austin Rivers. And a guy like that could really fit on the Toronto Raptors because they do need guards that can shot great. It's something that's very needed. Think about how important Gary Trent was that to, to that team last year when they were making their runs. So having another guy off the bench that can fill in that role long term is somebody that is really going to be valuable here. So, yeah, Jaden Hardy giving them some punch off the bench. All right, Oklahoma City Thunder get a real value here for what their team needs. And the value here is the 35th guy on our big board, Caleb Houston. The reason why he's a value here is because he fits a need of the team immediately, which means he's probably going to grow into that role long term and get the minutes he needs to develop some of his weaknesses. So Caleb Houston, I'm going to introduce you to him. He's a six foot eight freshman from Michigan. Really good three-point shooter. Um has no other skill other than standstill threes and attack and closeouts, um, but has the athleticism and the good enough athleticism to become a three and D guy in the future. Just due to length, six foot eight, that's really tall, small forward. And why he's so important to the Thunder is Shake Gilgis Alexander is not an amazing three point shooter. Josh Giddy's biggest negative is three point shooting. We have them Jade, choosing Jade and Ivy and um, Jalen Duran in the draft. And both of those guys, Jalen Ivey is going to need time to develop into a three-point shooter. So they need a guy like right now that can space that floor at the, f- the three or the four. And him being able to get to those minutes is going to help him to be able to maybe develop more skill than just standstill threes or to be able to develop into a better defender by just getting in-game reps against NBA players. So, um it's a really good fit there. It's a really good, really, because there is, after Caleb Houston, there's nobody else that does that, that that is that young. There's only one other 3D guy that'll be come off the board pretty soon. All right. So then after that, we Orlando Magic are up. So since we drafted a center behind Mo Bamba, you just Jabar, drafted Jabari Smith Jr. in our first round in our mock draft. So you're going to just choose the best guy available who just fell out of circumstance and not out of his talent. And the guy that fell in this mock draft is Malachi Branham. Malachi Branham's a six foot five shooting guard from Ohio State, six ten wingspan freshman. Um, he's a really good three point shooter, standstill or coming off of screens, which is his versatility. He also does the same exact thing in the mid range. Um, so you you are on him off those kind of actions, you'll get some uh, headway from him. He can do the Terrence Ross type of role that they have long term, and you can let Terrence Ross go. And his six foot five frame, six foot ten length gives the indicators of a guy who might be able to defend moving in the future. He's nothing more than an above average athlete, which is why he's not higher on the big board. But he does flash some mid range shot creation for himself, which is going to be an intriguing thing to see if that'll be able to develop long term because that could really lead to some really impressive things if he's able to develop that long term. 
So that's a really interesting thing and something that's good to look forward to for Malachi Brennan from then he goes to Orlando. Um, so yeah, best guy available is the guy that the Orlando Magic get. All right. The next pick in the draft, we have Portland. Portland's up and they choose, let me see here, on the big board, Walkler Kessler. He has two first names. It's really funny. Um, Walker Kessler is the 43rd guy on the big board. And why he's going off here is because he fits into the roster. So Walker Kessler is a guy in a center who really is great at defending the rim. He does a really great job of it. He does that at such a high level that it allows him to be valuable in the NBA. Now, he's not a great athlete, so I'm worried about his ability to switch. So you have to find a team for him. Um, well, actually, a good fit for him is a team that already has a starting center that can't switch. Because if you have a starting center that can't switch, you're already accounting for that disadvantage. And having Yosef Nurchik as a starting center for the Portland Trailblazers, already you already have a guy who can't switch. So why not have two of them? So he has a, he does shoot the three-point shots around 30%. So it's a good enough indicator moving the forward that he might be able to develop into a three-point shooter moving forward. So I wouldn't be too flabbergasted if he's able to develop and have a nice career there in Portland. So I would go Walker Kessler there for them. All right. The next guy off the board is a really, really interesting international prospect um, from Italy. 33rd guy on my big board going to Sacramento Kings, giving them something they really need. Gabriel Procida is 20 years old, six foot seven, six foot eight wingspan. Now, first things first, a guy that's six foot seven is kind of that magical height. Because in that magical height, I mean, oh my gosh, we need a guy at the two guard position to space the floor. Okay, he's six foot seven, he can do that. Oh my goodness, we needed somebody at the three to space the floor. Oh my gosh, he's six foot seven. He could do that. So it's like you can run out Davion Mitchell and De'Aaron Fox and have Gabriel Procida off the bench at the small forward position. Or you could just have De'Aaron Fox and Gabriel Procida and Harrison Barnes. And, you know, you can put him at the two guard position. So that versatility gives him a multiple lineups and a coach multiple ways that he can use him. And. What he does is shoot the lights out the basketball. Um, 42% from the three-point line. It's really impressive. He has beautiful form. He probably has the best form on his shot in the draft. It honestly reminds me of Kyle Korver. Um, really phenomenal. Phenomenally well-taught on moving off-ball. High, high-tier off-ball mover. So, um... If you put some off the ball screens, it's it's he's really really good. Um, he's a, a little bit more of an athletic build. He's like a little bit more in Kyle Korver athletically. Like if you say Kyle Korver athletically is a hundred percent, he's a hundred and ten or hundred and five percent. It's like just a smidge, you know. So that that could lead to a three and D guy maybe in the future, but at the very least, you're gonna get an elite three-point shooter and the Kings can't shoot the three-point ball after losing Buddy Hill and Tyrese Halliburton so this guy's gonna get some minutes he's gonna be able to develop and he's gonna fill a need day one it's it's rare to do that in the second round but this is why this draft is so unique is the second round's really deep 
Because, I mean, this kind of guy, most drafts would be a late first-round draft pick. I mean, the 50th guy on our my draft, on my mock draft, could be in the late first round for some people. It's just all about fit, and there's so many shooters. It's ridiculous. So um, it's a really interesting draft, and we're going to keep it moving here to a guy that can, another guy can shoot. Next next draft pickup is the San Antonio Spurs, the 34th guy on my big board. Comes off here, and his name's Wendell Moore Jr. from Duke. Junior, six foot five, seven foot wingspan, great wingspan, definitely good indications of him defensively, and he's a good defender. Um, he's a good three point shooter, shoots really well, thirty six, thirty seven percent. He's really a one of those sneaky athletes where he's like some sometimes, like Tyrese Maxey. If you just watched him on film, you'd be like, in Kentucky, you'd be like. Mm, how athletic, how fast is he? And then he gets to the NBA and you watch him get the NBA competition. Like, dear goodness, he's so fast. Some people are striders where they don't like move their feet extremely quickly and they just look a little slower than what they're really moving. And he's one of those guys. Um, so, you know, that's really an interesting thing for Wendell Moore. Uh, he really has a smooth ability, Euro steps. He just has, this seems like a footwork, has a polished game. He understands how to score. He has some bad, I really think he has high basketball IQ and trends of qualities that the Spurs would like. And, you know, even though they might have a lot of shooting guards, getting a guy like this who can be a three and D two guard for like 10 years at the second round is really great value. So I'm choosing Wendell Moore here and the San Antonio Spurs pit 38th pick. All right. The next pick in the draft is the Cleveland Cavaliers and they draft a guy who really fits what they're trying to do as a team. So the top guy left on my board is the 32nd Big guy on my big board. His name is Jarmarie Bouye. Now he's a point guard senior from San Francisco. And this guy, six foot two. Um, he's an above average to average athlete. Not an amazing or world class finisher of the rim or an amazing passer. Very average at both those things. But where he's special is he's a legitimate deep three point shooter and deep three point shot creator for himself. And you know where this is a great pairing is. Um, one of the good things that the Atlanta Hawks did when they had Trey Young and Lou Williams is they had that second guy and the second ball handler that could stretch out the floor and be that shot creator that allowed them to run similar sets throughout as a team. And having Jamari Abouye run similar sets to Darius Garland, at least from a scoring perspective, can give the Cavs some congruency off the bench and really give them some punch off the bench. So this is a really good scheme fit. Um, and a guy that actually could become a starter one day, but not above Darius Garland. I want to say that really quickly. He's never going to be better than DG, but he could become a borderline starter in the NBA. Um, yeah, I mean, when you can shoot it like that, upside's there. All right. We're going to go to the number 40 pick, and I told you guys in the first mock draft that I am going to fix the Minnesota Timberwolves, and we're going to draft a guy that's just going to be so key to this team winning. Um... So this next guy is the 61st ranked guy in my big board. And the reason why is his name's Leaky Black, six foot eight, small forward from North Carolina. Um, 
He can't shot create to save his life. He shoots 34% from the three-point line, but his shot looks a little worse than the three-point percentage. So that's why he is where he is on the big board. But he could defend the lights out the basketball. I mean, high-tier defender. Probably the fourth or the fifth best defender in the draft. That's how impressive he is. And, you know, the reason why you do this is you drafted Kendall Brown in the first round. You drafted Leaky Black in the second round. Go go look at the Phoenix Suns. Go look at them having Jay Crowder, Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson. Look at that 3-4 rotation and how integral that is. To today's modern NBA, most teams have a center, and then they have two traditional small forwards. The power forward position is not as... Post entry guy, it's just not the same as it was about 10 to 15 to 20 years ago. And having two guys that you can rotate in, be three and D wings, and definitely play defense is huge for the Timberwolves because they can't guard. You know, other than Pat Bev, that team can't guard anybody. Ant's not a good defender, Delo's not a good defender, Cat's an above average defender, but you know, it's Having those two guys, man, changes make you more of a complete team. Have guys that do their roles and um, the stars in the roles, and that's what the Timberwolves need. And I just made you a lot better, a lot, lot better. You're welcome. All right, uh, the next pick in the draft is a really interesting player from NC State. Um, his name is Terraquan Smith. Uh, I don't know if I got the pronunciation correct, but six foot three guard from NC State, freshman. This guy shoots 37, 37% from the three-point line. Has shot creation for himself where it's premier shot creator, which is interesting about him. Um, he's not a great athlete, so it's not like he's tearing up the basket and getting the rim at an elite level. Um, or he's not really a good passer like at all. Um, so I, I put in my notes that he should have went back to college to develop his passing ability, but planning for your next trip, elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery, soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You know, he's here now, and having him off the bench for the Pelicans as the rotational two-guard behind McCollum makes a lot of sense. Gives him a lot more punch off the two-guard position, and I really feel like... He's a really good fit here. Second round at the 41st pick in the draft is a really good fit. So, all right. Next man up at 42, the New York Knicks, which is the best guy left on my big board at 36. J.D. Davidson, freshman point guard. 
um, six foot two, six foot six wingspan. Um, he's a really great athlete, speed, quickness, vertical. Uh, but other than that, not that great of a passer, not even a good passer. I would even call him an average to below average passer and can't really shoot the three point shot. Doesn't really like he has any mid range pull up game. Um, I would have told him to go back to college, uh, but for the Knicks, he has all the gifts to be a starting guard, point guard in the NBA, or even an all star point guard in the NBA just because of his gifts athletically. So this is a guy that you can say, if we lose this pick and he becomes nothing, we just spent the 42nd pick in the draft on a guy. But it's one of those boomer bust picks, truly. But, you know, this is what the draft's about. And um, he should have went back to college. But you, he develops, and you get an all-star point guard out of this, is, then it's special. So, yeah, I would take this developmental point guard, J.D. Davidson. All right. Next man up is a guy that I could really see making an impact on this team, and it's the Los Angeles Clippers with their first pick in the draft. And I really feel like this is a good pick. I really thought long and hard about this one, and it's Londis Williams. So he's a six foot five, six foot seven point guard from Wake Forest. Um, he's a triple double guy. He's have rebounds really well in college. He's not a great athlete. Yeah, calling him average or below average athlete might be accurate. But he's a high basketball IQ guy with a good passing ability. That's always going to be a big point guard. So that could be a really good fit on the Clippers because having a rotational guy that's just going to do his role, be an efficient point guard as the backup, really can do something really well for this team. And I really feel like he can add to that team. And um, that's something, that weakness that I could see the Clippers having. And, you know, Alondis Williams is a really good fit for the Clippers, in my opinion. All right, next man up, we have the Atlanta Hawks, and I'm going to put some depth into a theme that I think they're going to have moving forward. Anyaka Angaku is the long-term center for that team. USC, six foot nine, freaky, guards multiple positions type of guy. And the number one guy on my big board is six foot nine, Trace Jackson from Wisconsin. He's a junior. And, you know, he reminds me a lot of Kavon Looney, where it's good mover, good rebounder, heady guy. He can play in the post, but he has no real skill other than, you know, rebounding, lobs, things of that nature. But he's really strong, and he just really looks like a small ball center that really I really view him as. He can't shoot a three to save his life. But long-term, having him as the rotational center in a bar behind Oneka Angaku is a really good find. So I would choose him, and I really feel like he's a long-term fit for the Hawks. All right, next man up. I mean, you want to talk about depth at shooting guys that can shoot the three. This is just a great example of it. Christian Braun. I mean, this guy would be a late first round draft pick in most drafts as well. Six foot seven, six foot six wingpan, wingspan. Um, 
from Kansas, the NBA championship team. He's a, he can shoot the three point shot, man, like high thirties three point shooting. Um, he flashes some ability to score and some footwork, but he's not that great of an athlete or not highly skilled. So it's not like he's going to be this world beater scoring wise. I just really view him as a guy that's going to at least develop into a shooter. Um, the Charlotte Hornets could use a rotational guy that can stretch the floor and, um, yeah, I feel like he can he can be a rotational piece, and uh, yeah, Christian Brown would really fit on the Charlotte Charlotte Hornets. I really feel like overall, if we look at their draft, I mean, they added Shaden Sharp, Keegan Murray, and Christian Braun. That's really a really good haul if they ended up doing this. So, you know, hopefully this works out for them. I really like um, what they're doing there. I like their GM, and I love watching them in the ball play. So, yeah. All right, next man up is somebody that can really be fluid on where people view him being drafted. And this Troy Pistons choose Marion Buchamp, 42nd guy on my big board. Now, this guy's got six foot six with a seven foot wingspan from the G League. He's a gifted athlete, finishes around the rim real well. Um, but other than that, he has no skill. Shoots 25% for the three point line, shoots 65% for the free throw line. There's a lot to be worried about, um, but his athleticism leads to the idea that he can be a defender and he can at least be an athlete in the way he attacks the rim. And if you're Detroit, you can take a chance on a guy like this. Like if it's the Minnesota Timberwolves or the Golden State Warriors or something like that, he could be out of the league in three years because he he's not ready to win now. But this is a guy you draft and stash for four years and, you know, Check what you what grew in the last four years, because if this guy develops into a guy that can shoot a three point shot, then heck, he could be your starting two guard long term because he does have special athletic traits, and he has parts and pieces of the puzzle. It's just you know he's got to work on it. You know, what I mean, I would probably want to sit him down, see if he's a worker, if he wants to be you know more than just a uh, athlete, and it, it, but I just don't see any skill which is why I have him here. Um, and the Memphis Grizzlies have the next pick, and they have they draft somebody that's a really interesting guy um, here, the 63rd guy on my big board. This, this shows you how fluid this big board is and how many good players in the second round there are. Um, Justin Lewis, six foot seven, seven foot two wingspan. That's ridiculous from Marquette. Um, he's huge. I mean, the guy is rocked up. He, he's a good three point shooter and he has some mid range and post skill. Um, you know, I wish I could see the mid range shot creation a little bit more. Um, so it's not like he's like a great shot creator for himself, but there's a really potential for the three point shooting and the defending. And just being a good rotational power forward in the future. And, you know, Memphis Grizzlies from their draft so far, from what I had them doing, I had them drafting Bryce McGowns and Christian Coloco. And those Bryce McGowns are really great shooting guard coming off the bench. And Coloco's a rotational center. And Justin Lewis, a rotational power forward. You know, you... You building pieces there for your bench because I already have Kyle Anderson. They got um, guys that aren't terrible off that bench, but I really Tyus Jones is pretty solid as well. So they really added a lot to their bench long term in this draft, in my opinion. So these are some good, good prospects here. So 
All right, the next man up, we are at the Minnesota Timberwolves again. And plot twist, you think we're not going for another 3 and D guy? You're wrong. <laughs> we strike again. His name is um, Vince Williams, six foot six, senior from VCU. This guy's a really good shooter. He defends well enough, and he attacks closeouts. He has backup two guard potential. So this guy can really be a backup two guard defender, all those type of things. So there is potential there. And then at the next pick, we have Sacramento Kings. And they add a long-term center rotational piece that could be something. Khalifa Diop, six foot eleven. He's from overseas. He's got a really strong body, good rebounder. He's a good athlete, and he'll be a good rim runner due to athleticism and a shot blocker. Great size. So that's just a center, a raw center piece that they can develop long-term. And um, this it, it could really be helpful for them because they don't have a great center position. And then <laughs> number 50, Minnesota strikes again. You may not, you may not, you might have missed on one of these defensive guys. So why not draft another one? Dale and Terry from Arizona, 41st guy on my big board. This guy is going to be able to, be a two guard and defend and shoot threes and be athletic at six foot five. So that's another guy that can guard. They need as many people take as many shots from the gun to get people who can be three D guys. And this is another guy that fits into that role. So I would definitely draft Dale and Terry here um, for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Golden State Warriors strike again. They have the 51st pick in the draft, and they're going to draft Darren Holmes, too, I'm guessing, or senior. Uh, it, um, I don't know how exactly how that is supposed to end, but he's from Dayton, freshman, six foot nine, um, very mobile, very athletic, loves to defend, and rebounds well and lob for it. What did I just describe? A small ball setter. Look, Kavon Looney's not going to be, you know, the same guy forever. He's kind of looking like he's slowing down athletically. So just get another guy that you can develop three years from now. Maybe he's a rotational piece of the center position. And take a shot at it here. So it's it's the 51st pick in the draft. Just take shots. So, yeah, this is what they're going to do here. 51. Um, at number 52, we got the New Orleans Pelicans. And they're going to draft a guy that could really uh, have a chance of making the roster and being a rotational piece is Johnny Juzain, six foot six, six foot eleven wingspan from UCLA. Um, <laughs> he is so much a poor man's Chris Duarte. It's insane. Where it's just Chris Duarte in college was a good three point shooter, had a really good game, footwork, shot creation for himself, and Johnny Juzain's just like has flashes of it, but just doesn't do it a lot. He's not a very aggressive guy. It plays within the UCLA scheme. So Johnny Zanks, the 52nd guy on my big board. So I would definitely take a shot here on him. Um, next pick is the Boston Celtics. And the, the one biggest need I think they have is point guards. And they're going to go ahead and draft the 50th guy on my big board, Hugo Besson, six foot five, six foot five wingspan point guard from New Zealand. He's very, skilled, you know, scoring and getting a shot off, but he's not a great athlete, but he's a pretty decent passer as well. So, you know, getting a 
getting a guy that's at your weakness position to develop long term and maybe he becomes something is the right kind of shot to take here late, really late in the second round. So Hugo Besson is who's going here. All right. At 54, we have the Washington Wizards, and they take a shot here on a center, which is a really tough name. Ebo Indiki. That's that's a tough one. Um, seven foot one. He's the 57th guy on my big board. Really athletic, moves really well, extremely raw. Yeah, but he has good shooting form and a potential to become a starting center in the NBA. It's just going to take time. So this is a boom or bust center, really raw. Give him some time, and maybe he'll develop into something. All right. At 55, we have a really interesting draft pick for the Golden State Warriors. Somebody that um, really came on my radar really early on, and I'm so surprised that you know I found a spot for him. He's the 83rd guy on my big board. You know, it tells you how specialized um, some teams are, but he... So from Northern Iowa, AJ Green, six foot four. Um, he is really not that athletic. He even looks unathletic against competition in Northern Iowa, so that's why he's really low. But he can really shoot the three point shot, and he can shot creation for himself from um, deep, deep, deep three point range. He could come off pick and rolls and do those type of things. He does it at a really low level, um, but. I think it's worth taking a shot on because he fits into the scheme of what they do at the point guard position. It's just a much more watered-down version of it. I wouldn't be surprised if Jordan Poole's younger than him, but you know, having a taking a shot here at the 55th pick overall and a guy that might be able to become something as a rotational guy, um, but it can at least shoot the three-point shot is um, A.J. Green here. All right, number 56. The Cleveland Cavaliers choose Oscar Schwebwe. Now, I really love what the Cavs are doing with three bigs and having this, you know, unique, really, really tall lineup. So drafting a guy that could fit into that and add to that rotation is really important here. And this is what he does. Oscar Schwebe is six foot nine from Kentucky rebounds the heck of that basketball extremely strong human being has good post game just because of pure raw strength um, doesn't have a ton of skill and moves extremely slow so that's why he's a rotational power forward but he can really uh, be a really good player in the cast just because uh, out of fit 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 he's the 40th guy on my big board so you know it's a good value for the Cavs. Um, and next man off the board is a 57. We have Julian Strawer. He's the 53rd guy on the big board. He's six foot seven. Um, he's smooth, not really special athletically, but has beautiful shooting form. Arc on his shot. Shot 38% from the three-point line year. Three-point line this year. And you know, that's that's a guy that can shoot off the bench, and you know, that's his potential. So that's where he's going for the Portland Chili Blazers. Next man up, the last man in the draft is 58th pick. Indiana Pacers choose Jordan Hall, six foot eight, St. Joe sophomore, shoots 35% from the three-point line. He's a good shot creator and skill, but he has lacks athleticism. You know, is very facing very low D1 um, end talent, which is why he's so low on the big board at 54. But he's a good fit there, and he's a good fit on the team, and he's a 
he's a guy that you take a shot on and you miss. It was the last pick in the draft. So, you know, that's what it is. This is this has definitely been fun. Um, you know, you guys probably heard per part one already. We're very excited to be live streaming the draft on Thursday on YouTube. Um, we'll be live stream reacting to it. Not like actually you can watch the draft, but we'll be reacting to every draft pick and giving our commentary and all those type of things. Actually, just be me and we'll make a post on TikTok and Instagram just so you guys get a teaser, get a feel of this is what's going to be happening. So we really appreciate you guys listening to this podcast. Um, any sort of reviews, five-star reviews, anything really helps us out. We're really trying to grow our brand and grow a community of people that can all enjoy our podcast together. So, yeah, I'm Jason Collins. We are the Basketball Addicts.